Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the episode 87 of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. <laughs> Yay! That was a cool start. It's the episode 87. It is. It's not any other episode 87. This is the episode 87. It's post-parks. Yeah. We're living in a post-parks world. <laughs> Will you be the savior of the human race? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. But that, that was just a little bit of a, uh, a throw there to... Um, the trailer for Fallout 4. So I thought I'd just chuck that in there. But anyway. The launch um, trailer. The game comes out in two days. Two motherfucking two days. So speaking of swearing. Oh, uh, okay. Let's. So I listened to the PAX podcast, which we recorded down there. With, I, I recorded down there with Chad and Simon from yep. Adelaide. Um, and, you know, it occurred to me that I swear a lot. Yeah, I remember my mum telling me that you needed to tone it down on the podcast. Yeah, so from now on, I'm just going to try and settle down with my swearing. For those of you who, you know, maybe listen to it and go, Give hey, a fuck. Man, just, <laughs> just relax with the swearing. Yeah. Um, because there is mouth. ways to articulate things without dropping the F-bomb twice per sentence. So yeah. I'm going to try that out for a while. Um, See that I'm still going to swear a bit, but hey. I'm trying to fucking improve myself. He's a fucking tradie. All right. Yeah. I think I've said it more this episode than I've ever said it. Mm. So, so there you anyway, go. The Fallout 4 trailer, launch trailer is available for viewing on YouTube. You should check it out because it's sick. And the game comes out in two days, so I'm very excited for that. The next time we record, yeah. we're going to have Fallout 4 and Star Wars Battlefront to talk about. Hells yeah. I don't know if this episode's going to be any good, but episode 88 will be a fucking banger. It'll be the episode 88. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the one and only episode 88. Check it out when it comes out. I do have some Star Wars Battlefront stuff to talk about this episode, but I'll keep that because uh, I want to... Uh, should I mention it right now? Uh, let's mention it now. When I was at PAX, I went to a, an EA-run event in North Melbourne. It was an invite-only event where I got to play the fighter assault. Was that a fighter squadron mode? Yeah. Fighter squadron mode for Star Wars Battlefront, which hasn't been shown anywhere in the Southern Hemisphere except at this party and will not be shown anywhere in the Southern Hemisphere until the game comes out. So that was pretty special. Um, Basically, it was 10v10 TIE Fighters, well, Rebel versus the Empire, so TIE Fighters versus X-Wings, and... I believe in the final version, you'll be able to have the... Because so in the Battlefront maps, you have pickups. Um, and in this particular one, if you're playing as a re- the Rebel Fighters, you can get the Millennium Falcon to fly around with. Cool. So we got to try that out. And for some reason, no one in the room was trying to get it. So I just kept getting it and kept dominating. Oh, so it's better. Yeah. Wow. So basically, if you're flying a TIE fighter and you crash into an X-Wing, mm-hmm. both explode. But if you're flying the Millennium Falcon and you hit a TIE fighter, the TIE fighter explodes and the Millennium Falcon just loses a little bit of health. Cool. So, like, if you can get your hands on... Kamikaze. ...the hero ships, 
Um, obviously, they can still be destroyed by the enemy from shooting you because the downside of the Millennium Falcon is it doesn't maneuver as well as the to- uh, as well as the X wings and stuff. But um, definitely, yeah, not. And it's, it's a much bigger target. Yeah, and the Empire gets Slave One, I believe, which is Boba Fett's ship. But we didn't get to try that out in the mode we were playing. Um, the other cool thing about it is so that it's got it's ten v ten. I'm not sure if the final version will be 10 v 10, but I assume it would be the same. Um, and they make up the numbers so that it looks like a really intense sky battle by having AI controlled oh, ships cool. as well. So there might be like 20 TIE fighters and 20 X-Wings and 10 of each of them are, are controlled by players and the rest are AI. So that way, if you're shit at the game, you can still potentially get kills to help your team. Oh, that's all right. Can, they, can the bots go for normal people yeah they yeah, oh, they do okay yeah they attack you as well yeah that's pretty cool but they, they don't like maneuver as much and all that kind of stuff so yeah. um that is it and you know i was playing with i was i took eden along and he writes some reviews for the site he's got a pax diary article that i'll be posting tomorrow um probably the same time as this episode and um, I took him along with me, and, and as soon as we saw that it was a flying mode that we were going to be playing, he said, oh, I suck at flying in battlefields, or I'm not very good at but at flying in battlefields, so I'm not sure how, how I'll go with this. Yeah. And he ended up being, like, really good at it. <laughs> he was able to pick it up and play it and, and be really good at it, which really surprised him. So um, once you get the hang of flying in Star Wars, it's really not that difficult compared to flying in Battlefield. Oh, that's good. Yeah, because I sucked at Battlefield flying as well. Yeah, so hopefully um, given... I don't think there was a only flying mode in Battlefield where you did like dogfights with planes. No. So I guess if you're going to have that kind of mode, you need to make flying accessible for for more people. But True. um, it's, yeah. It feels really nice and it's fun to do and you get all obviously all the Star Wars sound effects. Mm. Pew, pew. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, you know, we're, we're talking just over a week now for Star Wars to come out, so we'll be talking about it heaps on the next podcast, which will be really good. Mm. Looking forward to trying out as many modes as we can before we record. Yeah, definitely. I just wanted to mention that because I got to go to that event, so it would pay to, you know, mention yeah, it. Yeah, discuss, yeah, for sure. At least. Um, the other thing for PAX, because obviously we did a whole PAX episode, so I don't want to go into it too much, but... um. I'm not sure if I mentioned there was a card game that I picked up uh, called Suddenly Drunk. And <laughs> the idea of it is basically you play, you, you get that set of cards out every time you play any old board game. So like Monopoly, Game of Life, whatever, oh, cool. any game where you, it's like a turn-based thing. And every time you take a turn, you pick a card up off the pile. And the idea is that you can turn any game into a drinking game. <laughs> and the cards <laughs> the have best. things like... I think I did mention this, but I'll, I'll tell you anyway because it's cool. But yeah, you pick up a card and it might say like have a drink or finish your drink or whatever. And then there's all kinds of rules as well. So when you pick up the card, that rule comes into effect. So it's there's like a marriage card. That, <laughs> so you marry someone at the table and every time you drink, they drink. And every time they have, a, have to have a drink, you have to have one as well. Oh, wow. Things like that. There's things like, oh, your name is now Dickhead and everyone has to call you by the name Dickhead and anyone <laughs> who doesn't, anyone who stuffs up and calls you by your actual name has to drink. Has to drink. And all just like the standard drinking game rules, but they're done in a way 
that works to turn any board game into a drinking game. So it's really freaking cool. There you uh, go, kids. So, yeah. Go ahead and get that one. If you want to practice irresponsible drinking, just um, it's perfect. Have a have a search for the suddenly drunk card game. I'm actually surprised with all the stuff the government's been doing over the last few years to curb you know, alcoholism and all those types of things, especially in teenagers and you know mm. young people who probably shouldn't be drinking anyway. Um, and there's never been a time where there's been more drinking games available to everyone all the time, constantly, and other ones coming out constantly. So it seems kind of funny to me that that's our society. But anyway, yeah, keep drinking. Everyone loves it. All right, Mr. Politics. Cool. <laughs> but anyway, so I won't talk any more about PAX. It was, it was awesome fun. We have a whole episode discussing it, and I'm looking forward to going next year. Sweet. Um, well, you know, like we said, we've got Fallout coming out soon, and, of course, a week after that we've got Star Wars. But... Um, I was really surprised going to EB Games the other day and you're not going to have much time to do this because this won't come out until the day before the game comes out anyway, but um, I went to go and pre-order Fallout 4 and I, I walked in there and it was 59 bucks to pre-order. At EB? No, 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 JB. JB, you said EB yeah. Games. Oh, did I? Yeah, well, that was silly. Anyway, As I if they would have yeah. any game for fifty nine bucks. <laughs> you can probably get a pre owned copy of like some old piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Jerks. Oh, they're good at that. But anyway, um yeah, so JB Hi Fi, right? Got it. Yeah. Um and I was just wandering around looking at the other games and they had uh Battlefront was there for pre order as well. And that one was sixty eight bucks, I think it was. To pre-order, so for like one hundred and twenty-eight dollars or whatever it works out to be, one hundred twenty-seven dollars, I got to pre-order both games, and I was completely blown away because I thought these two games aren't even out yet, and one of the kind of two major game, uh, you know, retailers in Australia, uh, I could buy two of them pre-ordered for the price that the other one is selling one of them. Yeah, pretty much, and it completely blew me away it's never been that uh, obvious that one of them has been trying to go after the uh, you know, the, the majority of the market share yeah but I mean they've always been a little bit cheaper anyway but... they do have a lot of games real cheap at JB at the moment I guess they're trying mm-hmm. to compete with the because the, people have been going to Target and Big W and stuff yeah. well that's what I've been doing for the last uh, 12 months pretty much haven't pre-ordered anything I'll just rock down to Target which is down the end of my street and get it 50 bucks off almost yeah. for some games. But anyway, so, yeah, uh, if you're looking for pre-orders, maybe keep an eye on JB Hi-Fi. Sweet. It's pretty good. Pretty good deals going it's down there. Cheap. It's cheap. Cheap as troops. But in the meantime, there hasn't been – I mean, okay, so we've got some pretty good games that have come out. Yeah. Uh, so Assassin's Creed Syndicate and Call of Duty Black Ops 3 came out like three days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you brought that over today for me to have a bit of a go at. And I was bitterly, yeah, yeah, Call of Duty, pretty disappointed, to be honest. Um, I technically didn't even get to play the game. Um, I put it into the system and then it went through like the loading screens and all that kind of stuff. And then it got to the main menu and there was nothing available on the list. I couldn't actually click on anything except for options and go to the store 
which takes you to go and buy the season pass. And that was it. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. But anyway, I, I clicked up a couple because you can go to them. You just can't click on anything. And I clicked on zombies and it said currently downloading zombies or currently installing zombies or whatever it was. Um, and then that took you know, five, ten minutes, I think, to actually allow me to play that. And I jumped in and I had a couple of games of that and it's... I don't know. It seemed pretty basic, but like I said, I only got to have two or three games. It took me at least one full game to actually figure out what the fuck I was doing. Um, but you get to turn into this uh, beast, which is pretty cool. You go to this like glowing urn kind of thing, and all of a sudden you've got these like tentacles that come out and snap at people and electrocute people, um, or zombies, I should say. Um, so that was kind of different. But um, yeah, then I played a few games and the problem was like you go in and you play a game and I died in like round or sorry I've survived three whatever they're called herds or whatever it was um and then it took about maybe two minutes for it to actually bring up my results and how I'd actually played and then it took me back to the main menu again and I clicked on zombies again because there was nothing else available and I, I waited for that to load and then it played half of the actual intro video to me again before I could click skip hmm. and I was like shit I've been waiting you know three or four minutes in between games just for my stats and now to play it again and anyway I played it a few times and that happened a few times so that was kind of getting me a bit bored but then uh, every time I'd go back to the main menu, I'd click up to go and try and play the campaign. And in the list, it goes um, campaign, multiplayer, and then zombies. So I clicked up to campaign, and I noticed that multiplayer was loading. So I clicked back down again, and it was like 40%. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this is taking ages before I can even actually play the game. And then by the time... Oh, like I'd been waiting already at that point for maybe half an hour or so and it still hadn't even completed loading the multiplayer part of it. So I still couldn't do anything in the um, campaign. It would just would not even allow me to go in and play it. That's really weird. I know. That's what I thought. Because you, know, you buy a game and there was like a 3 gig patch almost, 2.67 gig patch, but that downloaded real quick. So the rest of it must be, like it, it's, it took up 40-something gig on the hard drive and it still hadn't even installed the actual multiplayer or the bloody campaign yet. So I still technically have not even played Black Ops 3 yet. And I was a bit disappointed because at this stage it had been nearly an hour and I still haven't been able to fucking play the game and I'm going nuts because all I wanted to do was have a, you know, a bit of a run through of the campaign and then be able to have a bit of a chat with you about it. But, bow, bow. Oh, well, maybe next time. Yeah, I'm going to play through some Black Ops 3 co-op with Corey maybe this week oh, yeah. sometime because so, the, the campaign has co-op. Well, what I decided to do instead was uh, I'd just recently bought um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. So I figured they've got the name Black in them. I'll go in and, and give that one a quick go. <laughs> uh, getting getting double discount for the PSN 
a PS Plus membership. Yeah, they got double discounts. Yeah, 21 bucks for that. So I grabbed that the other day. It's actually even cheaper at the moment to buy it through the store than it is to get it anywhere pre-owned. So I figured that's fucking cool. They've got Saints Row 4 super cheap as well. Yeah, it's like nine bucks or something. Um, Dishonored is like 50 bucks or 48 bucks or something, the definitive edition. Mm. And well, uh, I only got that from Target a while ago, and that was only forty three. I think I bought oh, it for well, well, some cheap, yeah. But it was still eighty bucks in the in main retailers, mm. so it was a big dif- big difference to go to Target again there. Um, Saints Row for Reelected and Get Out of Hell is forty five dollars sixty. I think I paid fifty five or something for that at retail. So is that including the double discount? Because I thought it was heaps cheaper than that. No, nah, that's so reelected and get out of hell is a bundle. You oh, yeah. get Saints Row 4 reelected is Saints Row 4 PS3 version remastered. Oh, yeah. Then get out of hell was like an expansion thing for it. Yeah. So you can get Saints Row 4 um, by itself, like the reelected one, for 24 bucks. Well, because I thought when I was looking at it this morning, they were like both under 10 bucks each. On the actual system going in through the yeah. store. I don't I'm know. I'm pretty sure. So we've got to check this now. Uh, so that's all right. We'll, we'll talk some more shit while he goes and does that. But well, anyway, I got speaking, Black Flag yeah, and I was Black playing Flag. that. So I'll, I'll give you my review of that. Heaps better than Black Ops 3 as far <laughs> as I can see so far because all I did was I clicked on it and the game started. And then I went and played some of the game <laughs> and then I was happy. It so, made you happy. Actually, yes. Black Flag is um, a yeah. happy people making machine. It's one of my favorite games. It it seems like good fun. I mean, the thing that's annoying me at the moment is that, uh, of course, it's the typical thing with the Assassin's Creed games from years ago that I didn't really like, and I know is an issue and always has been. Um, it's that just running around and jumping up walls that don't exist, and or not that don't exist, but don't allow you to jump up onto. Um, or you just start going somewhere and all of a sudden, shit, you didn't want to go there, you know, or it won't let you actually jump up onto the ledge that you're trying to get to. And, you know, after playing it for an hour before, you know, I saw that that was very evident. If you're running, like if you've got your run button down and you're doing the parkour, just going in a, a line, and then all of a sudden it's like, shit, I wanted to actually jump on that other thing or jump, in the reverse direction that they just did or whatever. But I think that's the same with most of those games. Yeah, the controls get a bit, take a bit of getting used to with them. Yeah. And but, honestly, yeah. like coming from uh, playing Uncharted, just finished all of those. And that, that's why I'm now going back and playing a few older games. Like I started playing Fallout 3 because I wanted to get the feel of it before Fallout 4 is in my hands. Um but yeah, going and playing the old Assassin's Creed again, or not, you know, old but Black Flag. Um, going and have a bit of a go of that. It's just, I don't know. It's just buying time until Fallout Four comes out. But you know, it's still good to go and give these games a go every now and again, especially if they only cost you twenty bucks. The way I see it. Mm. But I was well, so in love with Uncharted by the time I finished three. And I actually realized as well that I never finished um, Uncharted 3. Never finished it. Well, no. that's fucking atrocious. It is. 
I mean, one of my favorite game series, definitely those three. Mm. And yeah, it's uh, it actually blew me away. There was a, a part in it towards the end, like it was about maybe 80%, 60% of the way through the story. And I got to a bit and I'm like, fuck, I can't remember this at all. And then I started trying to think about what happens next and I couldn't. And then I was like, holy shit, obviously never finished the game. Because <laughs> then everything else after that was awesome and new again. So, <laughs> so bizarre. I could have swore. I probably told a million people that I'd actually finished all of them previously. Mm. But oh well. Oh well, I don't know. So Saints Row 4 re-elected is 16 bucks, and the bundle is $30.40. Cool. Uh, and then Dishonored Definitive Edition's 48. Shadow of Mordor Game of the Year Edition is $42.50. And Legion Edition, which I guess has less DLC. I have no idea. It's 35 bucks. So there's some pretty cool, cool games in this fucking mm. thing. And of Stop course, swearing. as I mentioned, Black Flag. Yeah, Black Flag's $22.50. So bargain. And then there's yeah. um, Toy Soldiers War Chest game which finally came to playstation 4 this year yep uh that's pretty cool i don't know how much it is though because i've already bought it <laughs> well i also probably should mention that uh even though neither of us have an xbox one um there's the new lara croft game coming out on tomb the raider games. rise of the tomb raider yeah that one yep and we don't really know anything about it so don't bother asking <laughs> it looks sick oh, it does. It, i wish i had a Xbox, kind of. Um, you know, Halo yeah. 5 was the first Halo to not have co-op campaign. Wow. Yeah, and Call of Duty Black Ops 3 has co-op campaign, so interesting. Mm. Yeah, what's going on there? I don't know. Anyway. Um, Strange days. So I think we mentioned in episode 85 a bit of Assassin's Creed Syndicate Yeah. because I had been playing it already. Uh, I'm still playing through it. I had to take a week off because I went to friggin' Melbourne and didn't get God. to play it. I was so pissed off. I wanted. I thought to myself, should I take my PS4? And I thought, <laughs> you know. Three kilos. I thought most, totally worth it. Most, <laughs> <laughs> most hotels, they put the TV like in a way that you can't access the HDMI ports. So oh, I was yeah. like, oh, I won't bother. Yeah. Got down there, TV's freestanding. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, damn it. But I've been playing the shit out of Syndicate. Um, yeah, speaking of Black Flag, Syndicate, Black Flag, and Assassin's Creed 2 are my top three Assassin's Creed games. And I think Syndicate may be my favorite because it is just, broke. It's just extremely well done. I mean, I guess, yeah, off the back of Unity, anything looks fucking good. <laughs> Yeah, true. But um, they've just, it's really well made. The characters are cool. The fact that you can swap between the male and female protagonist is a really nice touch. And um, yeah, the only thing is fast traveling. I wish there was more of it. You can fast travel to the viewpoints that you've unlocked. But when you do that, you get a load screen for like 30 or 40 seconds. Oh, okay. Which is kind of annoying. But on the other side of it, if you want to run to a place, you can like jump into a carriage, which will like a horse and cart, which will take you there way quicker. Okay. Oh, that's not too bad. And climbing up tall stuff, you have like a grappling hook gun now. So instead of having to like struggle to climb up super tall buildings like those viewpoints, 
you just go to the bottom of them, press L1, and it shoots a grappling hook and climbs itself up. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, that takes away the... Because there was always a bit of a headache with that kind of stuff, where it's just like, oh, this is annoying. But, um, yeah, they make up for it with, like, excessively grotesque fucking animations. I did a mission <laughs> before, like, a couple of days ago, and it was like uh, a Templar hunt. So I showed you before, but basically you have burrows of London, and each one is split up into sections, and each section you unlock as like that whole kind of gang ownership thing that they put in games these days. Mm-hmm. And um, you take over each section by doing a certain mission. So there's like free the child laborers from a factory or... Um, oh, thank you, governor. Yeah, or ca- kidnap some dude and take him to the police because there's a bounty on him. What are you? What are you doing, eh? <laughs> Shit like that. That's yeah. the kind of stuff they say. And then yeah. they say it over and over again. It's weird. Yeah, it's great. It's and Assassin's then, Creed, eh? Um, there's Templar hunt missions where there's a target and you have to kill them, right? And I did one and it was basically, there was two Templars in this building and there was a man and a, a male and a female and they were brother and sister and it made sure you knew they were brother and sister and they have objectives with these things. So you get bonus experience if you complete the objective and the objective was make the girl kill his, kill her brother. Holy crap. Yeah. So you wait till they're next to each other, like on the because it's like a three-story building and they're walking up and down the stairs. They happen to get next to each other next to a window. So you shoot a hallucinogenic dart through the window into the chick. <laughs> she loses her mind, kills her brother, and then chokes out on the poison. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's excessive. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's kind of harsh. I know you're killing the Templars because they're the bad guys, but it seems like really fucked up yeah. to make someone who I'm pretty sure the way that they do it, the way they explain the hallucinogenic darts is that the person is fully aware of what they're doing oh, while they're wow. doing it. So like she yeah. can't control herself, but she's killing her bro- her own brother. <laughs> That's nuts. Which is twisted. But anyway, yeah. apart from that and all the other gory stuff, <laughs> it's and probably including that stuff makes it a really cool game. So yeah. Um, cool yeah, I definitely suggest picking it up. Well, if you're a you know fan of the series, I'm sure mm. you know, it'd be a must anyway. Because the good thing is that it ain't broke. Yeah, well, like I said, it's one of my favorites. I think it would definitely be a good idea for anyone who's an Assassin's Creed fan who might be feeling burned from Unity to pick up Syndicate because it is really, really good. Oh, um, cool. Uh, another quick one is the Rory McIlroy PGA Golf. I've still been I've been playing that still for a, a bit because I play it at home with my mate Corey, um, and they just did another free up. They've been doing free patches and adding more courses every like month or so, and the newest one they've added a new fantasy course. So in that game they have fantasy courses like the Battlefield one. Yeah, and this Is new plane. Is it plane? <laughs> this one is called the Treasure Island course, and it's like a volcanic island. That pirates. The story is pirates went there, made a golf course, and then left. Of course they did. And so you have to go and play golf here. The 18th hole is like teeing off into the volcano. Oh, sweet! So it's really pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that game is uh, still good. Fun. It has mm. a few bugs that they haven't removed, which really annoy me, just in certain things, but. 
Uh, overall, I have a, we have a lot of fun playing it, so whatever. Yeah, oh, it is still a good game. You got anything else to talk about, or can we? I've got um, Need for Speed. No, that's about it. I'm I'm pretty much done. I'm I'm just waiting for Fallout Four. Like I said, I finished Uncharted. It looks and so I've good. Just been killing time, and that's it. It looks so good. Yeah, it does. Um, all right. Well, Need for Speed. The new Need for Speed came out. It's just called Need for Speed this time. It's a reboot of the series. Um, graphically, it looks amazing. So does that mean the next one will be Need for Speed Two again? I don't know. Maybe. Wow, that's weird. Does my head in. <laughs> maths, maths is hard. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. so you watched a bit of me playing it before, and you played it a bit yourself. Yeah, I had a bit of a go myself. Yeah. Um, visually, I reckon it's amazing. It looks it amazing. Is. It the is. Cut scenes are all video, so I guess that's a thing now. Yeah, they're washed video though, aren't they? So they still look in game almost. Yeah. But it's almost like you're kind of watching CGI done perfectly. Almost, yeah, kind because of. It, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because it's still like you, it's so obvious that it's a video and it's filmed, but then they put a wash over it, so it makes it kind of look like oh, it's a bit animated as well. So, mm. which one is it? Trippy, uh, yeah, that kind of nerd stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it looks cool. The lighting effects, most of it's at nighttime. It did go to daytime for like a minute while I was playing it. <laughs> I haven't played it for that long, to be fair. But the thing that I enjoyed about it, to be honest, I mean, I, I'm not as a huge fan of the Need for Speed series as you have been in the past, but it, it still feels like Need for Speed. It still plays and it the driving feels like Need for Speed. Mm. It's still really arcadey and yet really done well and fun. Yeah. So I played Need for Speed Rivals, which came out at launch with the PS4. Um, I played that very recently to get the Platinum trophy, finish playing it and get the Platinum. Mm -hmm. And so I turned this on and it's like really similar in terms of all the gameplay mechanics. I mean, there's not much you can do in a racing game. You have your sprint mode, drift races, and then like time trials and crap like that. And it's an open world game like all the other Neva Speeds have been lately. So... I guess the things, the main thing that stands, that puts this apart from the other Need for Speed games, like by a long shot, is vehicle customization. You can mm. go in and customize almost everything about your car, like internally. If you go into the game and go through the options for, up, like, for customizing your vehicle, there's like individual parts of your engine that you can change. Wow, it's very complex so well the one thing that i thought was missing from it though unfortunately and it's probably just because i've played a lot of it recently was a big soccer ball and a net because rocket league is sick (laughs) so much fun if they'd introduce that then that'd be kind of cool then you might be interested yeah play it a lot more there's actually uh some a free dlc coming for rocket league which should be fun hmm Different game types, just wacky kind of shit by the sounds of things. Should be interesting. Yeah, fair anyway, enough. Anyway, back to Need for Speed. <laughs> so, yeah, um, the vehicle customization is something I know I've spoken to a few people who are fans of racing games who are, have always been like, oh, is there vehicle customization in this? Because that was really cool. And like some of the older ones had that kind of depth. And then they kind of moved away from that and just gave you a really wide selection of vehicles to choose from, but not very much individual customization of them. 
So both externally and internally on the vehicles in this, there is a heap of customization, which is really cool for people who love cars and engines and crap. Well, it also didn't seem like there was that many vehicles because I don't know if that's just in that bit that we were in, but oh, we, looked we flicked the through. store to purchase. There was about yeah. probably 30. Yeah, there was a few, but in a driving game, you know, it's just a skin really. So uh, Yeah, but they, I guess... Because it it's depends. so customizable, yeah. I suppose, makes yeah. a huge difference. It would change everything up. And I don't think they would just be skins. I think they'd be different sounds and all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. Because it's like a love letter to vi- to cars. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, Need for Speed looks cool. I haven't played it very much yet. It's online only, which kind of annoys me. Even Rivals had, like, so Rivals had a mode where you were online and you could drive around and you'd see other people playing as well. They would be dropped into your track, your map. Um, Need for Speed 2015 does the same thing, except you can't disconnect from the net and still drive around. If you lose your connection, it boots you from the game and you can't go back in until you have a connection again, which I think considering I'm not going to play it with other people generally... Yeah. Um, it's kind of annoying to me that they have to do that because it, it means that you... It's, well, it's just, like any game that is... It's just it, a frustration. Like, imagine... So, okay, I'm in the mon- minority of people who don't have the internet at home, but what happens if your internet drops out or you don't have a very good connection? You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And it's the same with games like, uh, you know, for instance, um, uh, what was the... Not World of Warcraft, the other one that I was playing. That FIFA um, Ultimate Team. You can't play that without an internet connection, but I guess that stores your team and all the stats and stuff online. Yeah, yeah. No, that other one, uh, Tamaril or whatever it was, the... Um, oh, Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scroll Online. I didn't play that with anyone else, and I didn't interact really with anyone else. I didn't really give a shit. And it was kind of annoying that if I couldn't get onto the server or if I couldn't whatever for some reason couldn't yeah. get onto the internet or if I went to a hotel which I did do and I took my PlayStation away with me and because the PlayStation doesn't allow pop-ups and shit to connect to separate internet servers like for instance those types of things because mm. you connect to their Wi-Fi and then, and then it, it yeah, you have automatically opens up yeah a window to log in um, it just becomes a pain in the ass to try and connect yeah. And it just didn't work for me the last time I tried that, so I haven't particularly bothered again since. Didn't want to waste any more time. But it just really restricts the game choice. And yeah, it'd be I guess nice if to you have an MMO, play. but it seems – because it feels weird to have a racing game that's an MMO. I know the yeah. crew was the same. I'm pretty sure that was online only. Pretty sure it was too. I really so, didn't play it too much. But I just <laughs> don't understand why you would remove that – element like how hard is it to have it just be like okay so you're offline so your speed wall times are not going to be uploaded and stuff like that like Mm. that's the only major difference and the fact that you don't see random other people or you can't up upload screenshots and shit like that yeah which is all superfluous shit anyway so whatever speaking of kind of superfluous shit when i put black ops in and i pressed go and then I was waiting for the first loading screen with nothing that I could do on it to arrive. There was a letter from Treyarch, and it was about them really loving the game, and it's been a real labor of love for them. And you know, we are all gamers, 
So we play games to have fun and enjoy ourselves. So they're really happy to bring the game to us. So let's go and have some fun was what it read. And I read through it and then I clicked, okay, sweet as the fucking awesome dudes. Thank you. And then I pressed X and then I couldn't fucking do anything. Sorry for swearing because I know you're trying not to, but Jesus, it really pissed me off. Yeah. Especially at the start when they tell you, hey, here's a cool game. We're really proud of it. You're going to love it. And then they don't let me play. <laughs> so annoying. Jerks. Exactly. What's with that? Crazy. Mm. But anyway. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's that. Um, I guess one more game I want to mention quickly is um, Dragonfin Soup, which is the pl- it's one of the PlayStation Plus games this month. Um, I backed it on Kickstarter a year and a half ago or so. Nice. And um, then they sent an email to all their backers saying, hey, FYI, it's free with PlayStation Plus. Cool. On release. So like, it kind of had me torn about... Why I'd give them the money yeah, to make it since, and then they'd give it to everyone. But now they've come out and said that they're going to give backers the first DLC pack for free, which is a nice touch. Oh. Um, but yeah, basically it's a turn-based... It's a kind of turn-based strategy RPG, like tactical thing. Um, I'm not too sure about it yet if I like it or not, but, um, yeah, you should play it. Yeah. <laughs> Download it, it on PlayStation Plus and enjoy it if you like. And if not, don't enjoy it. Who cares? It's free. You might yeah. as well try it. And it's not very big. So That's the handy part. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's only like 500 megabytes and it's cross by across PlayStation Vita and PS4. So... And it's a really cool-looking game for a, a Vita because oh, of the style of like game. So might actually yeah. make worth busting out the charger mm. for the Vita again. So try that out. And in the meantime, yeah, that's all I've got to say for this episode. Sweet. So do I. So anyway, uh, next episode, definitely talking about Fallout 4, definitely talking about Star Wars Battlefront. Um, that will, like we said, be the episode 88 to listen to. So definitely try and uh, see you back here in a couple of weeks. But we're mm. done. We're um, totally done. Yeah, I'd like to say um, hopefully we've got some new listeners after the PAX episode because I kind of pushed that a little bit on Facebook and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, if you can go on iTunes and leave us a review, that would be really cool. Yeah. And, um, you know, like us on Facebook facebook.com slash gaming, and if you feel like contacting us send us an email or just leave a comment on the Facebook page but our email address is podcast at dropbeargaming.com so if you email us we'll read it out on the show um, so and I guess at the start of this show we didn't even actually introduce ourselves did we I'm Lucas and that's Matt and that's it oh yeah So <laughs> I can't believe we didn't do that no we, we just started talking shit straight away just happened happens naturally yeah. So uh, that's it. That's it. Done. That's it for Matt. And that's, that's it, it for, for me, Lucas. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Well, we'll catch us next time. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Yeah.